always wanted to start a podcast, but just didn't know how to do it. Well, guess what? Anchor is the place for you. Anchor not only lets you download your podcast to their platform, but they even do it better. They take your podcast and they send it to multiple streams of other podcast places. Yes, I know because I've been using Anchor for over two years now. Anchor is the one-stop shop for everyone that has a podcast or if you're thinking about having a podcast. So listen, do not delay. If you want to join Anchor, you can do that now. And guess how much it costs? Zero. Nada. It's free. Just go to anchor.fm.com. Load your podcast, tell them that professional Sutton sent you, and I promise you'll be great, and I will love it. Welcome to episode 19 and episode 20 of Sutton Like That. On today's episode, I will be talking about the essentials of credit, how credit can affect you, and what you would need to know to have a good to excellent score now again i am no expert on this i am not giving you financial advice i'm just giving you purely suggestions and providing you with some entertainment that will hopefully help seed your understanding to what credit is and how it can help you so stay right here episode 19 and episode 20 are coming to you Welcome to episode 19 of Sutton Like That. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton, and on this episode, I'm talking about a serious topic, man. I'm talking about credit. I want everybody to understand that, listen, I am no financial expert, no guru, but I can tell you what worked for me because as a young man growing up, I didn't know anything about credit. I thought that everybody just knew you know you just got good credit once you get older but i didn't realize how serious it was but once i realized how serious it was that's when i was like oh shoot something gotta get done so that's what i'm talking about today talking about that good old credit and i know a lot of people scared of it but listen don't be scared of it don't be scared of it it happens you know we learn to adapt and we learn what we learn because of our parents and people that you know, raise us. So it's not our fault, but it is your fault if you continue to live this life knowing what you know and you still manage to be in a bind and be in a way that's not good for you. So that's why I said, let me help out the people I can't help out. But before we talking about help, I need your help. And if you will know every episode, I'll be starting here on out. I'm asking for reasonable donations, if you will. Again, I want to continue to bring you this knowledge, but I also want to continue to bring you even better things so I can have people on the show. As you know, some people charge a fee and that's fine, but I want to bring you some entertainment, but also be informative as well. So if you would like to make a donation, I don't care how much you want to donate. It could be a dollar. It could be a hundred dollars. It could be whatever you want you know to be but anything is appreciated so if you would like to do that you can go on my cash app that's dollar sign s-u-t and the number 10 that's on cash app that's dollar sign s-u-t the number 10 also um i have another uh, podcast that i do sports podcast if you guys are 
familiar with me, uh, Marquette Sutton, but I go by professional Sutton from a podcast. I have a Patreon is Don't Shoot the Messenger Sports Podcast. And again, that'll be mainly for my sports podcast, but anything you want to donate, I will definitely appreciate it because I want to provide better quality. I want to be better at everything. So whatever you have, whatever you want to donate, I will appreciate it. Um, so, so sincerely. Now, this episode, I've been holding off for a while because I won't lie. I've been a little nervous because I don't know everything there is to know about credit. I don't know everything there is to know about having this financial luxury, if you will. But I do know what it feels like to have a good to excellent credit score and the freedom that it brought me in my life. And for so long, people was like, well, you should do it. You should do it. And I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. And after years, I said, I'm going to do it because there are a lot of people who ask me questions and I really want to help. But sometimes it's hard to because people don't like to take their time. You know, people want to everything to be quick fix. People want things to come right then and there. You know, people don't want to have that patience that you need in order to do anything, not just with the credit, but just anything in life. So a few nights ago, I said, I'm going to finally take that leap of faith and I'm going to give some of the things that worked for me um, as I was on my journey to having a better credit score. So I wanted to share that with people. Again, this is a two part because there's so much that I can talk about. I can go on and on, but I want to talk to the people that Un, that I don't want to say understand, but to have a a general understanding of what credit is, but also want to know more and to dive into it. So this podcast is to help you uh, with a base and then you'll take that base and you'll say, hey, I'm going to use it and I'm going to get even more information. So this is not the end all be all to everything. This is not, uh, well, give me $29.99 and I promise you your credit will be fixed. No, it's not that type of party. What I'm doing is giving you a base. And as you start to listen and as you start to do these things, you will notice how you, you will want to fuel yourself to find more uh, information on this subject like I did. Um, 2013, oh, 2012, I'm sorry. I ran into a guy who I consider my, one of my mentors, Hogan. And he was like, well, what do you know about credit? Now, mind you, Hogan was an older guy. Um, at this time, he was in his late 50s, early 60s, black guy. And he was like, well, what do you know about credit? And I'm like, well, I don't know anything about credit. And for me, I was just joking about it. Like, yeah, if you can't afford it, don't get it. And he was like, yeah, but you have to understand how important credit is. Now, at this point, my family, you know, they didn't really understand credit. They didn't really understand how to dissect it and how to give it to me where I can understand and use it for my own personal being so I can purchase house, cars, and anything that I need to be essentially, you know, in the American world. So once I ran into Hogan, he broke it down to me. And the first thing he said is, um, what do you know about credit? And I said, I don't know much about it and I don't need it because I'm not, you know, I, I don't plan on, you know, getting into debt because I thought it was all debt based. I thought that's that that's how they got you. Now, I won't 
be ignorant and to say that some companies, they do look for that because that's how they tend to make money off of interest. But overall, in America, you need credit. So he said, well, what do you know about it? I said, I don't know much. So he said, um, well, you need uh, to get credit cards. I'm like, no, because if I get credit cards and I get into debt. So one of the poignant things that he said to me was, do you have $220,000 just laying around in your house? And I said, nope, I don't even have $2,000 laying around in my house. At this time, I just came back. And <laughs> so it was tough. He said, well, most people don't have that type of money laying around. And if they do have that type of money laying around, it's either illegal or they can't touch it. So he said credit is a way to show the debt or the companies that you know how to pay on time based on a certain score. So I'll talk about this more in my other podcast, but there are three bureaus that companies go to to see how well you pay your you know, uh, bills on time, mortgage, whatever. They use this these numerical numbers um, f- according to your debt to income ratio. I'll talk about that later. Um, how you pay on time and so on and so forth and how much they should give you. Again, I'm just going to go pay on time and then debt to income ratio to the numerical numbers. I'll talk about that in a later podcast. So the three major bureaus that uh, judge your, you know, credit score are TransUnion, Equifax and Experian. Now, some companies uh, more than most use one or the other, but mainly, uh, again, to, to to get the gist of this, these are what companies use, uh, the three bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. So I said, well, I don't know much about credit because no one ever taught me. So he said, well, as a black man, no one ever taught me to, but I learned how to um, navigate. I learned how important credit is. And he said, I have two houses and he told me everything he has. And being a young guy, I was just intrigued, like, wow, he has all this. And I thought you just work, 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 and you get what you want. He said, well, that's part of it, but also credit is a very important part. And he also told me how the American dollar, it's, it's good, but people are using this credit to leverage the things that they want. And he said, well, the first thing you need to do is get your credit card. And I said, what? He said, yes, you need to get your credit card because, again, you're trying to show creditors that you know how to pay on time. And he asked me, how was my uh, payments? Um, Are they on time? I said, yes. I I mean, I pay on time all the time. I have no issues, which I didn't, which I don't, because I'm very strategic in the way I budget. Like I budget. I have a I have a book that I put every two weeks of the bills that I pay any other thing because you know with life you tend to just be on a course of just going 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 so I always had this system that I had he said but when you if you have a credit card it's showing them that you can pay things on time right now you don't have any credit which is worse because they don't know how to trust you and most companies they want to trust you they want to be able to say hey you know you do this based on this, and this is how much we can give you. If you have a poor credit score because you pay late, then we're only going to give you a certain amount, if any. If you pay on time, if you uh, pay extra, if you do anything that's excellent, that doesn't impede us getting our money, then guess what? Your credit score will go up. And essentially, basically, that's how things work. So I got my first credit card with Capital One and most people, they go through what's called a secure credit 
line. And secure credit line basically saying your credit is not to be trusted at this point. So we need something from you just in case we don't get our money. So you have to put down three to $200, let's just say, and that money is going to be on the credit line, but that's your money. So if you spend that, that's it because we don't trust you as of yet. So that's how that worked. But I was able to just go to straight getting a credit line, which I still have to this day. And that credit line I use only for gas and little small purchases. So having that credit, you know, card, I was able to get multiple credit cards and was able to boost my credit score up, was able to get a car, house, things of that nature. So I'm just sharing with you my story. But as I continue to talk, I'll, you know, share uh, what helped me and, you know, my experience on that. But first thing I want everyone to know is be patient. Like I said earlier, you have to be patient. You can't go in here thinking that. It's going to take two days and you're going to have the best credit score ever. You're going to be able to just buy everything that you want. It doesn't work like that. You have to be patient because, again, you're building up what's called credit. You know, if anyone that's from the streets, if you were in the streets and you, you know, and you doing your thing, no one's just going to give you work on consignment. Nah, we're not going to give you that. What we're going to do is we're going to say, hey, we got to see how well you are with this and then we can trust you with this. And that's basically what credit is. Credit is. Don't look at as credit as, oh my God, this is thing that, that that's so overwhelming. Look at credit as the word trust. So when you think of credit now, think of the word trust because that's what credit is. These companies are saying, this is your trust score and we're going to trust you with this amount of money because we know you can pay it back. And that's what credit is. Also, the first thing that you have to do, I don't care how bad you think your credit is, you have to find out what your credit score is because your credit score might not even be that bad. Your credit score might be okay. It might be in a position where you just have to do a few things to increase your credit score so you can continue to be in a great to good financial situation again, or even better uh, financial situation. So for example, some people like, oh, my credit score probably is in a four or fives. Some people, when they check their credit score, their credit score is already in the sixes. So you're ahead of the eight ball on that aspect because some people, they don't get that um, credit score out the box because evidently you, you did something right to have it that high. So don't be afraid to look at your credit score. Also, to my next point, don't be afraid of the number. It will change if you continue to do what you need to do. Now, for me, when I started out, my credit score was 550. My credit score was 550. Again, I didn't know what 550 meant. I just knew it was the number and that was it. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? So by the time I met Hogan, I was able to, you know, make it better. I was able to dissect it. I was able to do better things to increase my credit score. So within a year and a half, I will say, um, of really working on my credit, really pushing it to the limit. My credit score was in the 700s because I was very disciplined in, you know, getting my credit score to where it needs to be disciplined as far as, okay, do I need that versus wants? So that's where I was able to prioritize and say, hey, I'm going to make sure that I get the things that I need to help my credit score, using my credit card, paying it off on time, showing the creditors my trust 
so I can increase my trust score. Again, we're talking about credit and it's that trust. It's that give and take. So I was able to increase my credit slash trust score because I paid on time. And that was my experience. And I was able to be happy about it because anything that I wanted, I can get because credit is king in this country. Because if you have credit, that means you have trust. That means you can get a lot of things. So I was able to get a lot of things, which I will share with you later on. But going from 550 within like a year and a half of really working, you know, really understanding how I have to pay on time and I can't overindulge. I was able to go from 550 to 700 credit score, which again increased as I continue to do the things that I need to do. Um, and some people are listening like, well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't need credit. That's stupid. You know, like uh, I've been fine this long. So why should I have to, you know, you know, have credit is something that I don't really need. If you want to buy a house, if you want to buy a car, if you want to buy anything in this country, you need credit. Again, credit equals trust. Unless you're just a millionaire and you don't need the money, even in that sense, you still want to use credit because you don't want to take all of your what's called liquid assets. You don't want to use all of your money to do something that you can do with just having someone else's money, if you will. So, for example, if you look at Jay-Z, Beyonce, the richest people in the world, even uh, uh, from Bill Gates to Warren Buffett, they don't use their own money. What's called liquid assets. They use credit. You know, they take that money and they say, OK, well, I'm going to leverage this way because I need my money. But I'm going to use your money. and I'm going to use my money to pay it back. So I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. And, you know, I'll pay it off from there again. By doing that, you're building trust. You're building your credit score. So that's how that works in that sense. So everybody needs credit. So if you think that you can live in this country without credit, that's fine. Maybe you like a situation, but if you're trying to buy a house, car, or any major purchase, you need credit because they check credit. Even with jobs now, they check your credit because some people are in a position where they are working for a state to federal job. And if your credit score is horrible, Again, you might rob somebody, you might take their money. So you have to be trusted. Even if you don't look at it as credit, again, for the sake of this podcast, credit equals trust. So you have to be trusted. Um, like I mentioned, get you a credit card, you know, even if it's a small balance. Again, you want to start that trust early. So a lot of people who don't have good credit scores, they have to, you know, rely on what's called a secure credit card. And that's fine. Again, this is the time to learn. This is the time to take baby steps. You don't need, you know, uh, big old, you know, platinum MasterCard. You don't need, you know, American Express. If you don't need it, don't get it. You just want to learn the basis. When you're starting out, you want to learn the basis. So if you have a secure credit card and they say, hey, we need $300 from you. Don't look at it as, oh, I'm losing money. Look at it as I'm securing trust. I'm securing my credit because that money is still your money. You know, that money is still your money. And what usually happens with secure credit card is if you give them, let's just say for the sake of this podcast, $300 after you 
use that money in, in a timely fashion and pay on in a timely manner, what they're going to say is, hey, we're going to give you 600. So now you have their money and your money. And that's what is going to help because you're going to take your money and you're going to use it to, again, better secure your future financially. So don't look at it like, damn, I lost $300. Now, if you don't have it, save up and do it. But again, you're going to be able to pay on time. You're going to be able to pay overtime if you're doing this right. So it's beneficial for you. So don't look at it as, oh, my God, they take my money. I don't have nothing. No, you still have that money. It's just not in your bank. It's here. That's still your money. But you're going to use that anyway. So pay that off on time. So that's so that's fine. Um, again, small limits is good. You know, you want to take that credit card and you want to use it for like small purchases. Like when I first started out, I had one credit card strictly for gas. That was it. That credit card was to be used every two weeks when I needed gas and every week. I will let it, you know, hit the credit, let them know that, hey, I'm I'm good and I will pay it off right on time. And again, that built the trust with the creditor that built the trust with the companies to see that I was able to take a, a certain amount of money and I was able to pay it on time without them having to stalk me, look for me, no penalties and everything was OK. Now, paying back some people, they like to take the money and they like to you know just pay it within like that day so for example if they have like a 40 dollar balance they want to pay it that day that's that's not bad but what you also want to show the creditors that you know how to pay a certain amount over an extended period of time like if you were to buy a house or if you were to buy a car because if you were to buy a car, you're not going to get this money and get this loan and then pay it back within next week. Your credit card keyword, credit and trust, you're building that trust and you're saying, hey, I'm able to pay on time. I might need a little bit, but I'm going to pay on time. And that's what you're doing. You're establishing um, that trust with them. You're establishing a good payment habit because that payment habit shows that. I don't have to always pay late. And if you pay late again, that decreases your credit score. And that shows companies that you don't, you aren't to be trusted. So if you have that $40 balance, you can wait a week or two. Again, you want to establish that history, you know, by saying I can pay over an extended period of time. And that looks good. Now down the road, I'll tell you, you know, um, some companies like you to, pay late because that's how they make their money because they get the interest. So you'll end up paying double if you don't pay on time. So, you know, that's why you at the beginning want to have that small balance and pay off within a week or so to show that, Hey, I'm trustworthy and I can pay on time. So also with large amount of credit, right? After you have been doing this for a while, the companies are saying, okay, we're going to give you more because we trust you with more money. And that's how you increase your credit score. That's how you increase your credit limit because you're increasing that trust with the companies and with everyone that you're, you know, with. So that's how that works because you want to establish that good, good, good credit.
Um, some advice. Remember, this is an audition for creditors. You know, if you're starting with that one credit card, this is showing like, okay, he pays on time. So how can we get our money into his hands? Again, at the end of the day, yes, their objective is to make money and to make money off of you from interest. When you buy your house, your car, anything that you buy, that's a huge purchase. The way they make money is off of interest. I will be naive if I tell you that that's not true because that's how they make money. Let's be real. You know, it's just the way of the world. But it feels good when you are able to purchase what you want to purchase and it's according to your budget. Now, the reason why credit is so important because you get to purchase what you want and to pay on it based on your payments and what you have. A lot of people, they go to these companies like a car dealership or they try to rent something or they try to uh, purchase a home. And instead of them getting a good APR or what's called an interest rate, because again, you got to pay interest, their interest rate skyrocket, which in essence, it increases their payments. So I remember when I started and I bought my first car. I bought my first car and it's from a little mom and pop shop around the corner. I was in Bridgeport and I was just so happy to have a car. That was my first car that I had payments on. I was going to be responsible for it. I felt happy. I was 22 at the time and it was a good situation for me thinking. Now, in hindsight, it was a horrible situation, but for me, it was good. My payments were $345 a month. The year was 2009. No, I'm sorry. It was 2007. And the car was a 1999. So it still was under 10 years for me. So it was a Chrysler 300M. It was a big body. I was like, yeah. So I'm signing all this paperwork. And I look at, again, a lot of these companies, the, the reason they said we can get you no money down, no credit down, whatever, whatever you want, blah, 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 blah. Because, again, they're they're preying on people that have bad credit because they're going to get you in that car. But after you sign your life away, uh, I say, after you, you know, read the fine print, they say sign here, sign here, sign here. They're not they're not they're not banking that you're going to read this. What they do is then they say, okay, well, this is your payment, okay? This is how much you're going to pay per month. Now, they don't tell you about the the interest rate because interest rate at the time of the car was, I think, 20%. That's high as hell. I was paying 20% on a car that was almost 10 years old, right? Almost 10 years old. My payments at the time were 340. I can do that. I had a job. I was straight. I was fine. I was good. But then when I look at how much I'll be paying and how long it would take me to pay, they were tr- doubling their money, almost tripling their money because I'm like, wait, that's a lot of money. But again, I was like, hey, that's how it works. That's how I was told. We all get robbed in some way, shape, fashion. That's what I was told my family. Cool. I bet you can have it. So after I had that situation, um, some years later, which was 2007, so 2012, I five years later, I had bought my truck. 
So I bought my truck and I'm like, ah, boom. Now I'm in a very mind state of understanding credit because at this time I had met Hogan. So I went to go buy my truck and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I need a truck. I got my family coming and I'm just buying fast. You know, again, this is what they pray on. They're praying that you won't read. They're praying that you just need it, need it, need it because we can give it to you because they're going to get their money that day once, you know, the creditors release that payment, whatever. So... I got the truck and I was like, okay, cool. Boom. So months went by, months went by, and I'm sitting here like, yo. And something just told me, look at how much you're paying for this car, this truck at the time. I'm like, all right, okay, $248. Okay, I can do that. But then when I looked at how much I paid, the truck was $7,999. You know, the nines gotta be appeasing. But then I looked at I'll be paying $19,000 once this truck is paid off. That blew my mind. I was in a 19% interest lock-in, which was disgusting to me. I was like, oh no, I would never get burnt like this again. And that's when I decided to take my credit seriously. And that's when I started my journey to understanding credit, reading as much as I can. So that was my story. I woke up and said, hey, I'm paying triple and they're going to get all this money off of me, which they shouldn't be. Oh, no, no, I can't have that. I'm sorry. It wasn't 19,000. I think it was. It was 15,000. It was double. So, you know, not only was I paying the car off, I was paying double that amount so i was like oh no we can't have that we can't have that um and that's when i decided to say hey i'm going to make a conscious effort to never get jerked like this again and i did and i talk about my other experience how i bought a car how i leverage it and what happened now in starting your journey to financial freedom and to you know, having better credit, you have to live within your means. Now, again, you have all this money. Now, I know people are like, okay, well, my check is only, let's just say, 1500 but I have a credit card that's 2000 You don't want to spend on that money. Again, that that's, that's for emergencies only. That money is showing the creditors and showing companies that I know how to take care of money. You entrusted me with this, keyword trust. So now I'm going to take that and I'm going to sit on it and I'm going to use it when I need it, when I need to use it. Because it might be a situation where I might have to use cash. So if I can leverage and use my credit card for a week and take that money that I need that's liquid, which is cash, and pay that off, sure. Because I know I, I, I have this money that I spent on my credit card that I'll be paying back at the end of the week because I have the money in liquid to take care of that. So you don't want to spend everything because one, again, it's showing the creditors that you're greedy and we can't trust you. And you only want to spend as they recommend 30% max on your total amount of, you know, funds that you have available on your credit card. So for example, if you have a thousand dollars, right? Let's say you have a thousand dollars. You only want to use 30% of that. So you only want to use if, if, if you have to $700 if need be. But again, that's also showing the creditors that 
I take what I need and not everything else. Because again, they are banking that you take all that money because they want to be able to say, okay, he don't know how to manage his money. So we got the interest is going to kick up and we're going to get money off of that. So you want to take what you can really use and then pay the rest. Now, for example, 30%, that's cool. But I recommend 15% because if you using 15% and you're paying it back, that also helps your credit score because, again, it's showing the creditors, it's showing trust that I just have to use this amount and I pay it back. And you're not a liability to them because they know that you're going to max your card out. If you max your card out, then it's going to hurt your credit. If you continue to max your card out, what happens is you don't get more money. When you max it out, that's all you have. Now, what are you going to have on the back end forage liquid? Because if you use Noah's money and you're not paying it on time because you're like, I don't need to, I pay when I feel like it. Now you're taking your regular money and you're paying your bills and you're neglecting your credit card. That's just going to spike the interest rate up. That's going to essentially drive your credit score down. And it defeats the whole purpose of having a credit card. Because again, you need the credit card when stuff is really serious. And again, like I'm going to go back. It's showing the creditors that you know how to be trusted. And that's what it is. So for me, if I have a credit card um, with, let's just say, a credit limit of $10,000, which I do for one of them, I'm not going to use all 10000 I might not even use a 1000 of it. What I might do is take that amount of money and pay off my bills and then pay my bills off of that credit card. And again, the money that I was going to use to pay my bills, I'm just going to pay off my balance. Again, that's building and establishing a good payment habit. And that's showing them that he know how to take this money and he knows how to pay it back. Now, I know a lot of people, they were fortunate enough to get credit cards in college. I wasn't. Again, I, I was told you don't need credit. It's stupid. It, it, it puts you in debt. So leave it alone. So I never got a credit card. And my mother and my mother and my father, and, you know, they didn't tell me about credit. They just said, stay away from it because it's bad. So I believe it. But you had a lot of people who would take a credit card when they were young, 18, you know, you, this, this, this newly thing called adulthood. And they'll take their money and they would just rack up these crazy charges. Oh, girl, let me get you an outfit. Yo, I got you, my dude. I got these sneakers. Now it's time to pay back this credit card. Now, the first month, you're like, okay, cool. I got it. I'm good. I'm straight. And then you get that second credit card. Because they're like, okay, you're paying on time. You're doing such a good job. We're going to do even better and give you a second credit card. And that's when shit hit the fan because now life enters and you're like, I don't have a job to pay this credit card back. So it'll get paid when I say get paid. And this is when the bad habits come because you don't even establish a good credit history. Now this happens to a lot of people, black, white, green, yellow. And again, to some, you know, understanding you don't have enough understanding to understand how important credit is. You don't know that you're not supposed to do that. You're only supposed to take what you need. But then you get older and you're like, why is my credit not so good? Why do I have to pay back these people? 
And you're like, all right. I remember when I was in college, I didn't pay back this credit card. Okay, I got it. So these are the things that as you get older, you understand I can't do and I shouldn't do. And that's how you end up getting a better credit score. That's how you end up in life with anything like I shouldn't do that. You know, so let me stop, you know, procrastinating and, you know, just taking it for granted because it's not to be messed with. Now, again, I'm going to save a lot of this stuff for the second part because I don't want to overwhelm some people. So just to recap, credit equals trust and credit is king in this world. If you want to make a major purchase, the only way that companies can give you a loan or to give you anything is to say, okay, your credit score is this. So we're going to give you this. So again, this is about helping your credit score. This is about getting that financial freedom that you need. Because if you have these good habits, then what's going to happen is you're going to essentially, you know, kind of have a better, you know, financial uh, backing with your liquid assets, you know, not just your credit, but just your liquid assets as well. And just, you know, everything in general. Um, so for me, like I said, I only use 15% if possible. Again, there was a time where I had to use a little more, but I made sure I paid that down or paid that and got that out the way. So it didn't affect me in that manner. Now, by doing this, this will boost your credit score. I'm telling you by like 100 points because it did for me. Now, it might be more, but these are the things that I did. I got a credit card and I got another credit card. And over time, I made sure I pay those every month or week. I paid on time. And by paying on time. I was able to get more, you know, money. I was able to have them say, hey, your credit line has been extended by this amount. Now, that's what happened to me because I did it the right way. Now, again, if you don't have it, don't spend it because it's very tempting to say, yo, I do want to treat myself. It's been a while. You know, these sneakers, this bag or this clothes, $200. I mean, I can pay it off anytime I want, but, you know, use it if you need it. Now, if you're like, hey, I already saved up money to buy these sneakers or to buy this TV, if you will. I'm already, I already got the money. What you want to do is then you want to say, okay, well, I'm going to use my credit card because, again, I'm showing the creditors that I know how to pay on time. I, I'm going to show the creditors that. I can use this money and leverage it so it works for me. And it works for both of us. Because now you want to be able to extend that credit limit. Now you want to be able to extend that trust limit to get more if you need to get more. In the second podcast, I will talk to you about holding a balance and what happens. You know, um, you know what to pay off. You know, if 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 you have a certain amount. Um, what should you pay and why you should pay that, you know, but again, these are things that's going to come in the next podcast. And I'm saying it because I'm actually 
writing more stuff down. I already have my list and I'm like, boom, this is what I want to talk about. Um, so this is, this is why I'm, why I'm saying that. So I'm talking and writing at the same time. Now, what I use to understand my credit is, um, again, they have so many free websites and every year you can go and check your credit score. I think it's like, like the, like the federal government gives you every year a list of, you know, what's on your credit and, you know, they give you like your solid credit score and it breaks down every single thing. So that's good. So you always want to check your credit every year because, again, now you have cyber bullies. People are, you know, seeing your credit score and they're just taking what they want. But you want to make sure that what's up there is what you purchase, not someone else, because that could drive your credit score down, too. So you always want to check your credit score. I don't care what it is. Check your credit score all the time. Check your bank account all the time because people are ruthless out here. And again, you might have something on your credit that might not e- be even good. You might be like, what? I didn't, I didn't buy no $200 Sony headphones. That's not right. So you want to make sure that you are checking your credit score on a regular basis. You know, um, For me, I started out using Credit Karma. Now, Credit Karma, some people like it, some people don't again. Whatever you choose to use, that's fine. Um, I, I like to use Credit Karma because they use two of the three boroughs, um, bureaus. So that's enough for me. You know, um, Credit Karma, some people don't like it because they said, well, you know, they're not correct. They're not accurate. And which for me is good because if they're saying that if they're off by like 10 to 20 points, right? And they're saying uh, my credit score is 700. Then I know it's really like 720 or 715. So that's really good because... It's keeping me honest and saying, okay, well, this is what I need to do to continue to, you know, boost it and what I need to look out for. So that's good for me because if I'm saying it's, uh, let's just say for someone, you're like, my credit score is a 660, but then you go to make a purchase really 680, you're like, oh, that's good, you know, because it's keeping you honest. And that's just how I feel. Again, some people, they want the true score. And that's fine, too. But within Credit Karma, you can see what's purchased, what wasn't purchased. And that's the good thing that I like about them is because they kind of give you an update. Like, say, like, if, you know, after you purchase something, it just, you get a ding and like, ding, you know, you just made a major purchase or, you know, this company just, you know, checked your credit. And you're like, OK, that's true. OK, that that was me. Um, so. That's why, to me, I like to use it because, again, it keeps me honest. So I know that, okay, this is what I have to work on. Um, And I'm fine, you know, Um, checking credit score again. It's just so much that I'm that I'm just just thinking about while I'm while I'm writing that I'm going to put in episode two, because again, this is just a basic. Um, so use credit karma or, or anyone that they have. I know that one, two, three credit, they have a lot, you know, and the good thing about credit karma is that you can check it as many times as you want. Um, you don't have to worry. You don't have to have a certain amount of limits and, you know, you don't feel like pressured. I can only check this this time. I can only check this that time. So you can check it. Um, you it, it's, it's on your phone, which is which is beautiful. So you can take it with you. You can you can look at it. Um, it 
it gives you tips now on how to boost your credit score. And if you do this, it's going to boost it by this amount. Again, it might not be 100% accurate, but it is accurate in the sense that it does show you uh, where about your credit is at this time. So that's good. And that's what I like to use. Um, and Credit Karma, I think they change every month um, to every month and a half. So if you check every week, I mean, your credit score is still going to be the same. But to get the accurate reading, it, it takes about a month or so for them to actually put up pending you know, uh, transactions and what you paid off and it shows like how much debt you have and it shows what you paid down and, you know, how it looks for you. So that's what I use. Um, and, and I, and I, and I think it's dope. So you, you want to go with, you know, one of those companies that, you know, you can check your credit score and, you know, you can get a good breeding because again, you know, that's how you, that's how you understand and that's how you know now for me like when i said when i saw my credit score jump 10 points i was happy you know i was like whoa you know dad this is this is really dope you know so that's what that's what made me feel good i was like okay cool i bet you know so it's giving that incentive to do better because if you know you do better you are amongst the elites because everybody and i'll be honest with you everybody doesn't understand credit everybody does not have good credit and everybody can't have that financial freedom because usually if you don't have good credit and again there is no correlation to this um and 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 a hundred percent realm right if you don't have good credit you probably are not good at budgeting your money again that's not to say you you're not good at it but a lot of people who opt to have credit cards and stuff like that if they don't have good credit then probably they're not you know disciplined enough to save their money so that's kind of the correlation but there are some people who were like well i don't want to use credit card because i have cash and i'm gonna keep my money in a shoebox or keep it wherever and that's tend to be older people because they don't trust banks for you know obvious reasons because they might have a situation but again you want to make time to find out what your credit score is every month or every two months because you want to make sure that you are paying things on time. You want to make sure that you're on the right trajectory to a good credit score. So that's how that works. Now, this is the simplest way to talk about credit. So I'll go back to my points again. First thing you want to do, you want to find out your credit score. I don't care how bad it is. You want to find it out because, again, you you will, you will be improving it. Also, don't be afraid of the number. It's going to get better if and if you pay things on time and you do it the right way, your credit score will go up. Get you a credit card if you don't already have one. If you have a credit card, pay that thing off. If you have a credit card and it doesn't have a balance, get you another credit card, you know. Get you another credit card to show the creditors, hey, I can handle more money. Also, you want to live within your means. If you know that you can't handle $1,000, then guess what? You shouldn't be spending it. Spend what you need because, again, you're showing creditors that you can handle this amount of money, but you also want to have enough money just in case something happens. So you want to keep that in mind as well. Um, only use 30% max for your total amount of your credit line 
So if you have a $1,000 credit line, you don't want to go over $700, probably less than that. But I suggest 15% if possible. Only use 15% because, again, that's going to boost your credit score up. And that's going to show the creditor that, hey, this person knows how to manage money. They don't need all that money. So we can trust them with money. Also, find you a free, or if you want to pay a little bit, um, credit check, credit monitoring website or app. I suggested Credit Karma because that's what worked for me. But again, whatever you choose, most credit card companies, they have their own credit um, you know, monitoring system, if you will. And it's usually free. So you can use theirs as well. But I like to have multiple um, credit monitoring because it gets I can kind of balance it out and kind of use the middle score to say, OK, this is this is what it is. So those are the things that you want to do. Monitor your credit because you never know what's up there. So that's what I will give you now. Again, this is part one, which is episode 19 of understanding credit. And in part two, I will be getting a little deeper in credit, you know, talking about keeping a balance, interest rate, um, how much you should pay off, um, what that look like. Um, and also, uh, having company check your credit score, uh, or check your credit. And what does that do? Also how your credit decreases over time, uh, or it might take a hit when it's a major company checking it, but it'll go up. So that's what I have for you guys on episode one. I want to thank everybody listening. And again, episode two will be coming. So do not run away. Don't, you know, say, oh, I, this is this is nothing. Episode two and episode two, I will be teaching you more and a little more intricacies on credit and like what worked for me and what didn't work. So that's what we have there. So keep it right here. Something like that podcast part two is on the way. <laughs>